Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Brainiac Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Biscardi, registered nurse, manual osteopath, and research trainee at the University of Toronto. This podcast is brought to you by the Concussion Legacy Foundation, the U of T chapter of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, and Head Check House. HeadCheck Health bridges the gap in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. You can join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, and Volleyball Canada, who all rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. If interested, you can visit headcheckhealth.com for more information. Now, Today's podcast is a solo episode. It will be short and sweet. I think it'd be of interest to clinicians as well as individuals who are recovering from concussion and people who are just interested in the brain, brain health, brain recovery, etc. The topic is going to be the tissues of the face and the head, the aka the cranial tissue. And the inspiration for this is that I am hosting a workshop for clinicians with my amazing colleague, Sarah Pukal. So I'll share more information about that later. But of course, you can always follow me at concussionrehab.ca, which is my handle on Instagram. And I share more information there. And of course, always linking to the podcast and other organizations and individuals that can be of service in your quest for information. So uh, as I said, we will be speaking of about the cranial tissue. Now, when you think about a concussion, uh, maybe two episodes ago, I was speaking on the concussion subtypes. And the subtypes are just a way to organize thoughts. And they are a way that researchers and clinicians can speak the same language. Language is for communication. So while some people might resist putting things in categories, we actually need to in order to organize thoughts, organize care, and communicate. I remember when I was learning acupuncture, we learned the So I studied the quote-unquote Western way, which is placing the acupuncture needles along 
nerve, nerve pathways, according to the, you know, what we wanted to accomplish. But in Chinese medicine, the, the acupuncture points are chosen based on the meridians. And a very interesting side note is if you put a map of the meridians on top of a map of the nervous system, it's almost the same, which just shows how, I don't want to say intuitive, but how advanced the palpation and assessment skills were thousands of years ago that they essentially assessed the nervous system um, and just maybe interpreted it differently. Anyways, when I was learning acupuncture, I also learned the names of the Chinese medicine points. Why? Because I needed to be able to communicate with others who were providing care. So again, the subtypes, they are not mutually exclusive, but they are a way to categorize the symptoms and the experiences of someone who's recovering from a concussion. And depending on the article, there will be some variation. But as I said, in the prior episode, generally, we think of autonomic disturbances. So you can think of exercise intolerance, we think of uh, somatic, which might be contributions from the neck is often what we think of, but of course, of the cranial and facial tissue as well, which we'll talk about today. Then you have the ocular motor and or vestibular subtype. Sometimes those are collapsed into one subtype. Sometimes they're separate. Of course, they are very much related to each other. Then we'll have the inflammatory or metabolic subtype. We have the psycho-emotional subtype. Sometimes headaches are given their own category. Same with sleep. So definitely a number of subtypes. And when you see a clinician or if you are a clinician and you're assessing a patient, it will be helpful if you think of ways or just think of the symptoms and where they might be in those subtypes and how they will be relating to other subtypes. So for example, the neck is very much related to the eyes and the eyes are related to the neck. So if there are issues with the eyes, even blurred vision, trouble reading, eye fatigue, it can be coming from the neck. Generally in my practice, we clear the neck first because you're not going to give a whole bunch of eye movement exercises when actually it's coming from the neck. So again, it all comes back to organizing your thoughts and organizing your care. Now, when it comes to the cranial tissue, it is very logical that it would be, they would be affected in a concussion. We say that there's no way you can have a concussion without having a degree of whiplash. And this is because the amount of force required for whiplash, which is under 10 Gs of force, that amount of force is much less than what is required for a concussion. Depending on the research, some research has said 75 or 76 Gs, 86 Gs, 106 Gs, but essentially many, many Gs more of force are needed to sustain a concussion. Now, that being said, there actually is an individual threshold, and this probably does not come as a surprise to you. Two people can experience the same amount of force, maybe even even the same type of force applied to them, one will sustain a concussion and one will not. And that is because no two concussions are alike, no two individuals are alike, 
And there are many other factors that play a role. You know, what might those be? Well, if you have or someone has a history of anxiety, depression, ADHD, a history of migraines, that per or if it's a female, this is a, an important one. If it's in if it's if it is a female who is in the luteal phase of their cycle, all those factors lend itself to an increased risk of sustaining a concussion and an increased risk of having a prolonged or protracted recovery. Also, something there's something to be said about the strength of the neck. Now, we're not talking about um, global strength or strength from you know, resisting chains on your neck in the gym. We're talking about the deep stabilizers of the neck. Those little stabilizers that do work without us thinking. So the more deep cervical endurance we have, there's actually research to show that that is protective against concussion. But regardless, a force is going to come in from the world around you, and it will either be applied to the body or to the neck or the head itself. And those forces are going to go through the tissue. So there is a really good chance, I would say 100% chance, if I was a betting woman, I would bet on this, that the face and cranial tissues are going to be affected and to different degrees, right? And depending where exactly the force lands. So when you are either treating a patient or when you are seeing a clinician, you're going to want to make sure those tissues are assessed and treated. There is research that has been published on moderate and severe TBI, actually some of my favorite research. And it showed that cranial three sessions of manual therapy in the cranial field was effective at improving some really objective and fascinating biomarkers. So intracranial pressure, optic sheath diameter, um, edema. So this gentle therapy can be extremely therapeutic. And traditionally, osteopaths have been the one to focus on this type of therapy, but any manual therapist who has the training can do it. And that is why when I teach my workshops, this workshop coming up March 26th is open to all manual therapists. So it will be very fun. And in fact, I think all manual therapists should have some skills. Um, you don't have to be a wizard, but you do need to be able to assess that tissue at the very least to refer if you're not comfortable treating it. So let's see, what should we... What should we pivot to? <laughs> when we're talking about the cranial tissue, we are talking about generally um, the superficial tissues around the head and the face. And in osteopathy, at least, which remember is the manual practice I come from, we work in a very, very gentle way from superficial to deep. So first we are going to motion test the tissue. How are How is tissue moving? We want tissue to be moving. Tissue should move freely and pain-free. Then we are going to think about the quality of the tissue, the temperature of the tissue. 
So if you're a clinician, you can be thinking about this. If you are someone who's recovering from a concussion, you can think about that tissue on your head, on your face. How does it feel? Is it, does the temperature change? Is there swelling? Is there bogginess? Is it flushed? Is it pale? Right? This gives us a lot of information. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And so cranial therapy or manual therapy in the cranial field, the goal is to normalize this tissue, facilitate nerve artery vein lymphatic. And this is similar to what we would do at, in any part of the body that had sustained an injury, right? We want to bring the health back to the tissue. And the very cool thing about treating tissue of the head and the face is that there are different points where we can actually access the cranial nerves. So I find that really cool and fascinating because those cranial nerves are coming right from the brainstem. So we know that, for example, the trigeminal nerve, which is involved in head and face pain, has a number of exit points on the face between the eyebrows or over the eyebrows, beside the nose by the mouth, in front of the ear. So there are a number of strategies to calm those nerves. I don't want to necessarily say treat the nerve, but bring the health back to that area. Then we know that there are branches of the vagus nerve that can be accessed by the ear, right? And if you think about the tongue and the mouth, those are innervated by cranial nerves. The eyes themselves are innervated by cranial nerves. So when you are assessing the face and the cranium, you are literally assessing brain tissue. 
Now, there was a very interesting discovery recently. I actually learned about it in January and just have not had an opportunity to speak to it. But since we're talking about the cranium today, I'm going to share this. If you are part of my email list, you would have gotten a teaser on this yesterday. But essentially, a new layer of the brain was discovered in Denmark. Denmark is amazing. The technology I use in office comes from Denmark. They are leaders in the field. They are amazing scientists and researchers. And in fact, in Denmark, they discovered a new layer of the brain. So traditionally, uh, we have thought that there were three layers um, on the outside of the brain, essentially. And now we know there are four. So the meninges is, is what they're known as. And like I said, initially, we thought there were three sort of shock absorbing membranes that rested between the brain and the skull, but a fourth meningeal layer, which has been termed the subarachnoid lymphatic like membrane or the SLYM was discovered. And this layer is not the innermost layer, but it is the second innermost layer. And it is the researchers found that it is very, very, very thin and only a few cells thick and in some parts, only one cell thick. So the brain was really hiding this layer from us. And it just goes to show that we are always learning. And we can only do our best with, with the knowledge we have at the time. And I think this is very important for you if you're a clinician or if you are someone who are recovering from a concussion or family members, you can only do your best with the information you have at the time. If you didn't know that you shouldn't stay in a dark room after concussion, it's not your fault, right? Or if you didn't know that you should just shake it off, or sorry, you should not just shake it off, um, that's not your fault. You you do what you can with the information you have. And thankfully, now there is so much access to information on Instagram, on Google. I mean, some information is not necessarily the most helpful, but there is access to a lot of good information. And of course, through the many, many, many podcasts on the, on the topic. With getting back to this very fascinating new layer, um, the, what did I say? S-L-Y-M? Yes. So what did I want to say about this? Yes. So they have started to research what it does or what they think it does. And they believe it ha it plays a role with preventing infection. And it is part of the glymphatic slash lymphatic system of the brain. And remember that glymphatic system is so important for us, especially rec recovering from a concussion, because the glymphatic system is the system of little janitors that come out in the night and help to clean up the waste. So if you've sustained a concussion, there is a whole metabolic process that is happening and any waste does need to be cleared out. Then the research researchers 
also postulated that this layer might be important in uh, prevention of Alzheimer's disease, along with the theory that it's the collection of uh, beta amyloid and tau that is related to Alzheimer's. So the researchers postulated that uh, the this layer of the brain might actually help clearing out the waste. So it's actually really fascinating because when we're thinking of cranial manual therapy, we are thinking about the fact that every layer is connected to each other. So if you think about a t-shirt and you're wearing a t-shirt and you pull on part of the t-shirt, it is actually going to create tension all through the t-shirt or for through most of the t-shirt, right? If you pull on the shoulder versus if you pull at the bottom of the t-shirt, it will create different tensions. If you push in on your t-shirt, it will create pressure, yes, where you're pressing, but also on the tissue around it. So when we are treating the cranium, the facial tissues, we are treating the most superficial layer, but we are actually affecting the layers beneath it or that is theoretically what we are doing. There are joints in the face, in the head, and the tissue sort of wraps into those joints and then into the cranium. So when we are thinking of treating the very superficial tissues, we're actually thinking that it is affecting layer by layer by layer. So this relates to these layers in the subarachnoid space, these meningeal layers, and how normalizing the tissue and creating the health in the outside of the body is actually facilitating health and drainage and blood supply, oxygen, nutrients, etc. on the inside of the body. So without, within, within, without. I think that's a good little primer on why and how treatment of the cranial tissues might be helpful from a clinician standpoint and also from a patient standpoint in terms of moving the needle on your recovery. So you can do all of the aerobic exercise. Of course, that's going to be important. You will likely need to do some attention modification to diets. Maybe you will supplement as well. Maybe you'll add some mindfulness in your recovery, but we need to address the tissues because it is a traumatic injury to the tissues. So make sure you have a clinician or you are a clinician who's well-versed in the assessment and treatment of your tissues. And if you want to learn more, of course, Go to Instagram, concussionrehab.ca. You can learn about my workshop there. Right now, this one is for clinicians. And I'm just going to close with a little randomly chosen quote from this book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. So maybe a couple months ago, I read, reread The Little Prince, and it was so heartwarming. Oh my gosh, I loved that book. And I asked for recommendations of similar books, and someone recommended this. So this book is very, very, very cute. I would actually recommend it to anyone recovering from a concussion because they are pages with cute little artwork. You can just read one page a day even, and each page can be read in and of itself. You can read the book from forward like front to back, from back to front. And you can also just open any page randomly and it is a complete thought. So I'm going to randomly open a page and this will be the thought of the day. Hopefully it resonates for you. 
Okay, so this one says, So you know all about me? asked the boy. Yes, said the horse. And you still love me? Well, or sorry, it says, yes. It's written in cursive writing, so sometimes it's a little hard to read. Let me start again. So you know all about me, asked the boy. Yes, said the horse. And you still love me? Well, or it says, yes, I love you all the more. I think that last sentence was worth waiting for. So I hope you have an amazing day. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Of course, check the links in the show notes. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, concussionrehab.ca, as well as Concussion Legacy Foundation, which is concussion.can. And of course, the U of T chapter, which is concussion.can.utoronto. And we'll catch you next time on the Brainiac Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 